0: Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church Podcast. This is Pastors Henry and Ella Looney. I pray is that you enjoy the word for today. That means and so be it. Well, this morning I just want to share with you just for a few moments. Uh, last Wednesday, I, I taught on the subject of how to uh, make your faith grow. And I I didn't finish it, and uh, uh, I had a lot left. And as I was teaching it, I was really enjoying it, and we're getting some things out of it. And and then when I was contemplating uh, uh, what to share, uh, I just couldn't get away from it. And although that's not our title today, it goes a lot with that, of because you know it's so important for us to understand. That the Bible it tells us, and it tells us in Hebrews 11:6, the Bible says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Hebrews 11:6 lets us know that without faith, it's impossible to please God. How I many you want to please God? So that means we, we have to know uh, that we have to operate in faith. And the scripture, as we, as we talked about on Wednesday, and as we're going to talk about today, today that's, a, that's a legitimate question, but it is a question for us to contemplate and think about. What do you mean? Because as we're going to get to it and we're going to see, God has told us that he's dealt to every man, every believer, the same measure of faith. He's dealt, he's given to us, the same measure of faith why would he then tell us in hebrews eleven six? 6 but without faith it's impossible to please him when he's dealt to everyone the measure, the same measure of faith why would he say that because i mean no god has given us a whole lot of things but are we using what he's given us it's one thing to have uh, I remember Brother Hagen giving this example years ago. He was he was traveling in ministry and uh, he had uh, got some extra money and he had stuffed. Uh, I think he said it was uh, either a twenty or a hundred dollar bill. He tucked. You know how you put money, uh, Brother? No, in, in certain pockets in your wallet, and he stuck it back there. He did did that and and just. Uh, didn't, didn't even think anything about it anymore. It, 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 was, it, it was there and he just forgot about it, traveling around, I guess, for months and months and months. And all of a sudden he was traveling, going somewhere, and uh, he saw that the, that, that the uh, gas was getting low, and he said, Oh no, and he realized I don't have any money. I hadn't got any money in my wallet, and, and he ran out of gas. And he said, "Oh man, I ain't got any money to get any gas." And and he uh, he called one of the deacons to come and uh, get, get you know get get, get a gas can, and take it, bring it, so he could go and and bring him some money so he could so he could uh, uh, fill up. And he went, and and the deacon did that. He was blessed. he really was thanking God for that and blessed. That he went in, he gave him some money to put put something in, in the tank because he, he didn't have any money as he was thinking and then then he got home and all of a sudden i don't know if he said the holy spirit reminded him or he remembered i've got that hundred dollar bill he had that money all the time it was in his wallet he had put it there but he didn't use it when he needed god has given us so many wonderful gifts So many blessings that we can operate in. The question of what we're going to do and ask today is, is on the elements of God, but it's anything that God gives us in our lives. It would be inclusive of. We ask this question as a title today. What are you doing with your faith? God said he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. So. A lot of Christians are praying for more faith and they're believing God for, that he'll supply them with more faith. We, that's really a wrong prayer. We don't have to pray that way. Why? Because God's already dealt to us faith. But the question really is, what are we doing with the faith that God has given us? What are we doing with our faith? It's important and we talk about it, and Pastor, why are you teaching on the importance of your faith when when you know it's, it's, as you said earlier it 's hard to pay our our gas bill and and uh, so much inflation going on there's a lot of things going on that should you be talking about how we can get more uh groceries and how we can get more more uh uh you know and our children and getting ready to go back to school and their supplies and stuff uh, and and the health issues that have so you need to be talking about those things and teaching us and training on how to effectively live and 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 receive those things with god you know what i am that's exactly what I'm teaching you about no matter what difficulties are in this world no matter what challenges that we have God said in his word that he supplied all our need according to his riches and glory but he can give us the entire world and you know what he has but if we have it and we don't know we have it or we don't know how to use it if we don't know how to appropriate it by or with our faith it does us no good. Brother Hagen had that hundred dollar bill in his, in his pocket. And he could have bought, he could have filled up the gas tank at that time, probably about five or six times. But he didn't know, he didn't remember that he what he had. My brother, my sister, God wants to remind us today of what he supplied for us. But the question I'm asking us, including myself, what am I doing with what God has given me? What am I doing with my faith? How am I working it? Again, Hebrews eleven six. 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. As I said, a lot of Christians, well-meaning Christians, are praying that God will give them more faith. That's a wrong prayer they're asking what that that uh uh if, if and they see people and i said this and we'll get to it in a moment they see people that are operating in high levels of faith they're receiving finances they're receiving healing they're receiving the blessings of god and and they're thinking well god gave them more faith than he gave me no he didn't he gave us all the exact same measure we will to get to that in just a moment but you know what there are some attitudes and things that we need to Make some adjustments in our faith walk. In our Christian walk. Look at his neighbor and say, You better listen to this. Okay, y'all don't want to talk, but that's all right. I'm I'm, I'm asking you to do it again. Look at a neighbor, everybody look at a neighbor and say, You need to listen to this. (laughs) Y'all at home say the same thing. I can see y'all didn't do it. Go ahead. If nobody's in the room, Pastor just say it to God. I need to listen to this. Everybody in here said it too. I need to listen to this. what I need to listen to? Well, Peter told us some things that are very interesting. Where We're talking about uh, what are we doing in our life or what are we doing with the things of God? See, it, we're talking about what are we doing with our faith, but we're also talking about what are we doing with all the blessings that God has given us because that's how we appropriate them. That's how we receive them. 1 Peter 2, verse 1 and verse 2. 1 Peter 2, verse 1, and this is the ERV. It says this, and notice some things not to do and some things to do. Verse 1 says in 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, So then, stop doing anything to hurt others. Uh-oh. Are you doing stuff to hurt other people? Well, they made me mad, Pastor. Well, they didn't, they didn't agree with me. So what? You don't always agree with you either. I mean, how many had to change their mind about stuff that you thought was right? No. He's saying here, Peter's, uh, God's, through, through Peter's telling us, so then stop doing anything to hurt others. But he didn't stop there. He says, don't lie anymore. Oh, pastor, I'm not a liar. Have you ever told a lie? Oh, no, pastor, I, I kind of left out some things. That's lying. Oh, no, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell the whole truth. That's lying. When you don't tell the whole truth, that's telling a lie. I told part of it. Well, that's a lie. You didn't give out the whole situation. God's saying, don't lie anymore. Look at his name and say, you ought to quit lying, person. <laughs> you I didn't want to say it. Y'all thought they were going to get mad at you. Amen. I mean, no. God's telling this to all of us. We ought to stop lying. Amen. He said, we ought to stop hurting others. We ought to stop lying. And he says, stop trying to fool people I wouldn't do that I'm a Christian really I just want that to sit for a second he said why would God say stop trying to fool people well I I don't want everybody to know what I got or what I don't have Uh, you know what such and such asked me uh, did I no <laughs> uh, forgive me if I didn't already ask you forgive me. I remember my brother we, we hadn't been too long had our car my brother-in-law came we were up to up, up to uh my father-in-law's he was alive then and and uh he drove up and he had a car he said oh man y'all got one of them he said you can go ahead and, and uh I said he he said like this he said I, I know you can turn your and those those kind of cars you can just turn them on from wherever you are he said that they, they work like that don't they I said I know y'all he said I know y'all enjoying that I said yeah they do work like that but mine don't I can unlock the door but I can't cut it on pastor you didn't lie you just said he said some cars yeah but I didn't tell him I was didn't I left the impression that I could just turn it on any time. See, that's lying. That's fooling others. I guess until he rolled in the car. Well, he probably still don't know. He probably still thinking it's <laughs> like that. And if he's watching this, that, brother, I'm sorry. I lied. I'm sorry. That was that was probably about 20 years ago. No, was not what 20 years ago. We ain't had the car that long. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. But but we hadn't had it too long anyway. Then. But we can do things like that, can't we? Amen, Pastor. That's good teaching. Go ahead. I believe I will. But notice what he said. Don't be jealous or say bad things about others. Don't be jealous or say bad things about others. Let me say it for a third time. Don't be, you folks online listening, don't be jealous or say bad things about others. Well, what if they did something bad? It's not our responsibility or our duty as a Christian, as a brother in the Lord, to say bad things about him. and there's no reason for us to be jealous. God said he would supply all our need according to his riches and glory. He said he would give us all the desires of our heart. Why should I be jealous of someone else? You know what I ought to do when somebody else gets blessed? I ought to rejoice with them. That's what the scripture says. We ought to rejoice and, and be happy with them and, 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 and praise God with them for what he's done. But a lot of Christians, so-and-so got it, who do they think they are? Driving around in that new vehicle, living in that new house. They didn't need a new house. How do you know what they needed? And God didn't just say he would supply all our needs. He said he would give us the desires of our heart. My question today for you and I is what are we doing with the faith that God has given us? There are ways... Everybody got dealt the same measure of faith, but everybody isn't operating on the same level of faith. Why? That's a good question. Notice verse, you know, 2, and it kind of insinuates some things here in 1 Peter 2. Verse 2 says, like newborn babes hungry for milk, you should want the pure teaching that feeds your spirit, the truth. God's word is true." And the purity of it is when we don't add our opinion of views to it. Well, Pastor, you come in and give examples. That's better to help us to understand. But when the word of God will stand alone. It will stand all by itself. But the Bible says in all get, it, we want to get understanding. So God gives me promptings and gives me uh, illustrations and gives things in our lives that he's shown us how to use to help all of us better understand of how to use our faith and live a more effective life. God wants us to live supernaturally on this earth. And you don't have to wait till you get to, to be uh, uh, 85 to do it. Well, you grow in maturity. Yes, you do. But I mean, no, you can could, you could start maturing at three. As a matter of fact, you should. Children should start maturing as you lead and guide them and you show them what to do and what not to do. Look at your neighbor and say, you and I both need to mature some more. I thought y'all were not going to say nothing at all about that. It kind of bothered me for a moment there. But thank God you came through. Y'all are a faithful group. Amen. Y'all y'all have learned that if I don't, if, if I don't say it, he's going to make me say it again. <laughs> Amen. He's going to try to anyway. Amen. How many know that old stubborn spirit is of the devil? Amen. The more we operate in cooperation with the spirit, and you know what? That means we've got to cooperate with each other. And we got to walk in love. And walk in peace, and we must do what God tells us to do, and those things that He's told us what well, not to do. Early, He says, like newborn babes, hungry for milk, you should want the pure teaching that feeds your spirit. You see, the Bible will feed, uh, or, or the Word of God will feed our spirit, man. We'll get to that in just a moment. He noticed this. He said, "But it, but I said, with it, you can grow up and be saved." In other words, faith is like a muscle. You can grow it. You can develop it. But there are certain things you must do. Muscles in the natural won't grow unless you do certain things. Pastor, that's interesting. You know, I made this comment or I gave this comment that F.F. Uh, F. Bosworth, he was a, a turn of the century uh, faith teacher who wanted to, greatest teachers on 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 healing uh christ the healer uh he uh, the he or his brother wrote it one of one of bosworth wrote they had a brother that was in the ministry too but he made this statement and it's a quote and uh, we put we'll put it on, on on the screen so you can see it ff bosworth said this most christians feed their body three hot meals a day and their spirit one cold snack a week and they wonder why they're so weak in faith most Christians, what do they mean that by that? They feed, you know, because we, most of us, you know, we'll eat at least three hot meals a day. Some folks do that all, have that all you can eat mentality. We, we eat all the time. Hey Amen. Look at his name and say, he must be talking about you now. Amen. <laughs> hey it's just a truth in high, but we want not admit it. But then he said, what do you mean by that? And, and their spirit, one cold snack a week. This is folks that don't go to Reaching World Bible Church because they, some churches go to instead of a hot meal. See, you're getting a hot meal this morning. you get, you getting some. You are, you, I gave you an hors d'oeuvre. Uh, you, 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 you get you're getting your salad. And you're you having your uh, right now we're, we're, we're about to get into the main course. So we've gotten into it. And, and then we're going to give you some dessert. Amen. But a lot of churches, you don't get nothing but a cold snack. Amen. I you get there, and if you get something that'll help you a little bit, then they happy. But every world Bible church, you get a hot meal. Amen. But uh, he said a lot of Christians they feed their bodies three hot meals a day, and their body's able if they do some certain other things to be strong because of it. But they only feed their spirit one cold snack a week, and then they expect to use their faith in a high level. You won't. Because that you, 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 you're malnutrition spiritually. How I many know if you don't develop a muscle, if you don't feed the muscle, if you don't use the muscle, it will atrophy, it will stop working. You can sit up and not use a certain muscle. People that have been in a cast, you know, like you break an arm or you break a leg or something, you put in a cast. Uh, after after that, it may be on for a certain amount of months or weeks, and then you take it off. You have to start exercising that and develop it to get the muscle back working because a certain degree of atrophy has taken place because you didn't use it. It's the exact same way with our faith. When we don't feed our faith, when we don't exercise our faith, it will grow weak and if you do that long enough your muscle will die I mean you know we don't want our faith muscle to die because that's how we appropriate it's impossible to please God without faith so we want to develop our faith but Brother Bosworth was right when he said that too many Christians are just uh, living living on residue I mean no <laughs> well, Pastor Ella made some uh, pinto beans the other day. Oh boy! I, I I walked out of my and I was upstairs and I walked out of the hallway and you could smell the aroma. They smelled good. I went down there and and uh, uh, I said, "Did you finish cooking?" Yeah, she said. I said, "You tasted them?" She said, "Yeah." I said, I, "I want some." And I got me a big bowl of them. Enjoyed it. But how I many know if I just just uh, smelled them, and, and and even for a while after she had stopped cooking, you could still smell them. You could. It's funny in a house. I guess because of the, the way the uh, air travels, you can smell stuff up more upstairs than you can right right in the kitchen where it's being cooked. But if I hadn't went ahead and partake a, got me a bowl of them, I wouldn't enjoy the benefits of them. The smell might have been there, but that just would have been a residue. That just would have been something that smelled good. I mean, no, just because something has had a, had a good smell or a good aroma to it doesn't mean it'll edify your body, that it'll build you up. It might make you hungry, but unless you go ahead and partake and eat of it, you want to enjoy the benefits of the vitamins and the nutrients that are in there to build your body up. I mean, no, we need to enjoy it by feeding our faith with the word of God. If we see the Bible is the word of God. And that's how we that's what we must feed on so that our spirit man has the potential to develop. It's important for us to hear truth. Bible says we hear the truth. The truth will make you free. I mean, knows a lot of people that are hearing truth, but they're still not free. Why? Because you got to do more than just hear. Amen. Look at say You got to do more than just hear the Bible. You got to do more than just hear the word. I notice how faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But you got to do more than that. See, we miss certain areas of things of what what we used to call follow through. You can know what to do, but if you don't do it, it won't help you. We said, or the word says, we get the same measure. Let's look at some scripture here. Ephesians 2 verse 8. I'm going to go over these kind of quickly because time is moving fast. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says this. For by grace are you saved through faith. God's grace, unmerited favor, a free gift, for by grace, God's grace, you're saved through faith. Your faith, my faith, my believing, your believing. God lays it out for you, but it's up to you to believe it and receive it. God, look, repeat after me. God's grace, God's grace. my faith, grace. is how I get saved. It's how I get anything from God. Repeat that. It's how I get anything from God. Amen. And it says, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God. It wasn't because we earned it with our great uh, 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 actions that we've been doing. Thank God for having great actions. Corresponding actions. That's important. But that's not why we got or why God blesses us with it. He loves us. Then the scripture in Romans twelve three that I've been talking about. Romans twelve three says this. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man. Say every man. Amen. That is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Most Christians don't think themselves high, high enough. But evidently this can be a problem. But God wouldn't have said anything uh, about it. He said not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. But to think soberly. According as God has what? Dealt to every man the measure of faith. The same measure of faith. God has given to every believer the exact same measure of faith. Pastor, but everyone doesn't operate on the same levels. They sure don't because some folks actually have more faith than others. Why? Certain things happen. But notice he said, we're not trying to get faith, we don't have to pray to get more faith. We have it. Every believer already has the same measure of that God kind of faith. God gets everyone started on the same level. You can be black, white, educated, uneducated, a skilled laborer, a professional, whatever. If you're a human being and you get saved, everyone starts off on the same level. But everyone doesn't stay on the same level. Because everyone doesn't do the same things. Remember our question of our title. What are you doing with what God's given you? What are you doing with your faith? I want to give you this example. And and, uh, um, so important. We said your faith grows according to what you do with it. We're going to give you examples of three men that God gave us in the Bible. That he gave different, different translations and different uh, writers called it either talents or uh, money or one, one book it was called cities he gave him authority over. But God gave him some things and he gave three men, he gave them three different uh, degrees of things and we'll see why. And I'm just going uh, to, I'm, I'm going I'm to take my time with this. I, I, I mean, is it all right if I take my time? I'm not going to keep you all day today, but I'm going to go back, I'm gonna have to go back and teach on this some more because it's so important. Because too many believers don't realize how to appropriate their healing, how to appropriate financial blessings, how to appropriate, what uh, I say appropriate, to receive what God has given them and use it to make their lives more effective in this earth right now. No matter where you are, no matter what kind of job you have, no matter how much education you have, no matter what, if we understand how to receive and use the, the faith that God has given us, that he's dealt to us, we can be, receive greater grades in school, greater commendations on our job, greater financial blessings. God will get it to us if he can get it through us. Amen. That means we have to use what he's given us. But it's so important for us to know what he's given us and then use it. But this example, and I'm going to read this, and I'll go go as far as I can in the next, oh, let's go seven more minutes, and then I'll let you go home, and then we'll get back started. In Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. Example, three guys that God used. He gave some stuff. But how I many know he gave all of us some things? Amen. Amen. What are you doing? What he's given giving you? Notice here. And this is from the ERV, the easy to read. It says this, starting at verse 14. At this time, God, God's kingdom will also be like a man leaving home to travel to another place for a visit. Before he left, he talked with his servants. He told his servants to take care of his things while he was gone. How I many know God, Jesus went, 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 went back to heaven... But he's, he's, he's interceding for us at the right hand of the Father. Our position is seated with him. But he left us here to take care of all this stuff that he's gave, given us. But notice it says here, he told his servants to take care of his things while he was gone. Verse 15, he decided how much each, notice this, this is important. He decided how much each servant would be able to care for. How did he decide that? Because he knew what they had cared, he, he saw what they had how they cared for the things he had given them before. He knew who would work a lot, who would work a little, and who, had, who hadn't done much. Look at his name and said, God knows what you'll do based on what you've already done. Amen. Some folk wonder why they ain't got much to use to begin with. What have you done with what God's given you? See, I want some things to sit for us to really contemplate and think about. let's see what the word said. God decided, he decided how much each servant would be able to care for. The man gave one servant five bags of money. Sounds pretty good. He gave another servant two bags of money. That's not bad. And he gave a third servant one bag of money. That's not bad either. I mean, if he gave this to you, he gave it to him. Then he left. The servant who got five bags went quickly to invest the money. That's the one he gave the most. He didn't hesitate. The scripture says he went quickly to invest. Those five bags of money earned five more. When you're quick to invest and act and do what God tells you to do, you're going to receive more. I mean, a lot of times people don't understand how interest interest rate they talk about interest rates. they think that's a bad thing well used to back in the day when we don't have much high interest for saving the things today but used to that's in the natural side but in the kingdom of god it's incredible used to be in, in the natural there were high interest rates. You could put money in, and you could re- have a good return. There's still certain things you can get CDs and things like that, where you can have higher interest rates than others. If you investigate and see, there's high yields or things that you know that's where people invest in certain things. They're high investment things. There are things that, that can can cause uh, greater investments if you know and invest properly. Look at your name. And say you got to invest properly to receive the abundant blessing more. I I mean, I'm not getting y'all to take no no money to invest. Y'all can, y'all, get your hands off your purses and your wallet. Amen. Amen. We're just talking about the example that God gave. And this was, he gave this to us so we could understand some things. But this guy that had the most, he quickly went and invested money. The five bags of money earned five more. It was the same with the servant who had two bags. Evidently, he quickly went too. The servant invested the money and earned two more. Notice verse 18, but the servant who got one bag of money, and there was a the reason he just got one bag. God knew his track record, knew how he had handled money in the past and the things that God had given us. You know, if you want to have more of trust in God, become more trustworthy. Start being quick to do what God tells you to do when he tells you to do it. Look at the name and say, God's talking to all of us right now, including the pastor Amen. So don't feel picked on. Amen. This is a word for all of us. Again, question. What are you doing with your faith? What are you doing with what God has given you? I want to get money, health, healing, blessings to you. This is how it works. This is how the kingdom of God works. But you got to start doing something. And you got to start from where you are. Some people get in trouble because they try to start off. even with their faith they try to start off it's like a ladder they try to start off on the top rim instead of the bottom how many know you got to take one step at a time look at his name say you must take one step at a time before you get to the top you don't start off at the top normally you start off at the bottom but you make appropriate steps You'll get higher and higher and higher until you get where you need to get. Notice what, what happened. Here. Verse 18. But the servant who got one bag of money went away and dug a hole in the ground. Uh-oh. Don't, it don't sound good already, does it? Then he hid his master's money in the hole. After a long time. I know, this is a long time. This just it wasn't overnight. A long time the master came home. He asked the servant's all three of them, what they did with his money. The servant who got five bags brought that amount and five more bags of money to the master. The servant said, Master, you trusted me to care for five bags of money, so I used them to earn five more. Master was was happy about that. The master answered, You did right. How many know when you use what God tells you to do and you're quick to do it, that's the right thing to do? Obedience is better than sacrifice. That's not just a nice scripture or word that we say. It's the truth. It'll, it, it, obedience in God is a step, is, is a step up. Disobedience is a step off, uh, no step at all. The master answered, you did right. You Notice what, what, he, what he called him. He said, you are a good servant who can be trusted. Look at your neighbor. Ask him, can God trust you? Point to yourself and ask yourself, can God trust me? Oh, man, my seven minutes is up. Let me at least finish this part, y'all. I said seven, but I'm going to go nine. Okay. (laughs) You are a good servant who can be trusted. You did well with that small amount of money, so I will let you care for much greater things. When you do right with what God gives you, God will give you more that's how faith works when you use what he gives you on the level that you are no matter what level it is god will give you more he'll increase it but i'm gonna read this and then we'll come back to it and teach on it next time he said the servant he said so i will let you care for much greater things come and share my happiness with me Then the servant who got two bags of money came to the master. The servant said, Master, you gave me two bags of money to care for, so I use your two bags to earn two more. The master answered again, you did right. You are a good servant who can be trusted. You did well with a small amount of money, so I will let you care for much greater things. How many want to care for greater things? How many want God to bless you with much more? What are you doing with what he gave you? Well, I'm just waiting on God to give me a give me million dollars so I can show him what I use. He already know what you do with a million dollars. Same thing you do with that 10 that you got. If you didn't do anything with 10, you ought not to be looking for 100 or 200. Much less getting up to, jumping up to a million. We like to jump up to a million because that's, that's good and that's a lot. But how I many know we got to use what, what, what he's giving us? That's called faithfulness. Let me read this. Again, verse 23, the master answered, you did right. You are a good servant who can be trusted. You did well with a small amount of money, so I will let you care for much greater things. Come and share my happiness with me. Now notice the next two verses, then we're going to stop. Then the servant who got one bag of money came to the master. The servant said, uh-oh. The servant said, master, I knew you were a very hard man. Don't sound right. You ain't going to tell your master. I mean, the master is a representative of God. I knew you were hard. God, you're hard. God, you've been hard on me entire past. That's what he's saying. He said, Master, I knew you were a very hard man. You harvest what you did not plant. You gather crops where you did not put any seed. So I was afraid. Fear. Anytime fear gets in the door, that's a problem. God doesn't want us to fear him. Anytime an angel appeared to folks in the Bible, first thing they said, fear not. Why? Because you can't do anything in fear and be effective. Can't be scared. Look at your neighbor said. Don't be, Don't be scared. No, say it like you a country. Don't be scared. Amen. <laughs> don't be scared. I mean, God wants us operated operate in faith, not fear. He said, so I was afraid. I went and hid your money in the ground. He buried it. He didn't do nothing with it. Here is the one bag of money you gave me. Notice how God, the master answered. The master answered, you are a bad and lazy servant. I wouldn't want God to call me bad. I definitely don't want him to call me lazy. But that means I got to act. You say you knew that I that I harvest what I did not plant, and that I gather crops where I did not put my seed. So you should have put my money in the bank. Then when I came home, I would get my money back, and I would also get the interest that my money earned. So the master told his other servants, "Notice this, and we're going to end here, and then I'm going to get started on the next time. Take the one bag of money from that servant, and give it to the servant who had ten bags." Look at what God did. God took the one bag from the lazy, disobedient servant and gave it to the one that had ten. Surely God ought to give it to the one that just had five. No. God likes production. God wants his things to work. Why? Because it's going to better help everybody around him. Can God trust you? Can God trust us reaching the world Bible church? Can he? Are we demonstrating that? And what we do in our actions? Can we get better? Amen. We can. And God help us. Let's stop. I'm not finished, but we're just going to stop. Okay. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for you identifying some things in us and help us to have a desire to grow more effectively in you. To do what you called us to do, to be what you called us to be and become what you called called us to become. Father, we want to be trustworthy. We want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'm going to make you ruler over many. We want to hear that when we get to heaven. But Father, we want to hear that right now while we're on earth. We want to be productive. Holy Spirit, you are the teacher. You're showing us things that we can do. You're showing us how to feed our faith on the word. But then you're showing us how we can develop our faith by exercising it, by being quick to do what you tell us to do. Lord, we're going to look at other scriptures that were in, in this passage, in this chapter and other chapters, where you showed us what showed th- those people how to do things, and you rewarded those that diligently sought you. Father, we want to be diligent seekers and doers of the word. Father, help us to recognize where we are, what level we're on, and what we need to do to increase our levels. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to grow in faith. Thank you, Lord, for helping us and showing us that we can use the things that you've given us more effectively. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us and training us. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You came so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Right now, Lord, we confess with our mouth. We believe in our heart that you died for us. And, Lord, we thank you that you've forgiven us of all our sins. You paid the penalty so that we wouldn't have to. Thank you, Lord. We make you our Savior, and we make you our Lord. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, just say amen.